We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. Today is a rough weather day here in the heart of God's country. So everyone be prepared. Just watch out. I'm not one of those people that that worries about it. Whatever happens, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, just uh, have all your boxes checked and be ready for the day. Today is the 12th day of January in the year of our 2024. I hope you had a good morning so far, and I hope the last 21 hours since we last visited have gone well as well. I am here. Sky Mosley is here. Yes, sir. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. I know thousands of people thought Toxic Masculinity Day. Oh, oh. yes. Is it? Could it be? No, we're oh. we're we're at our quota. We're full. Okay, so we'll be on our <laughs> best can... behavior today. It is a female Friday, <laughs> and um, the girls are here. The ladies are here. Amy Beth, Allison Sinclair. Allison Sinclair got here early. I thank oh, you. The I last time so that happened, we got into big trouble. Yes, I know. <laughs> Startlingly early. I did not mean to. <laughs> you, I did not. You left at the no last excuse. minute. <laughs> Guys. And still got here early. There's no traffic on the road because schools are closed. We're the only ding-dongs that are going into work. And we, so We care. We care. About serving people. Why are schools closed? Weather? Weather. Because our schools, I don't know about your schools there, Skymaster, um, our schools close at any opportunity. <laughs> I see. And they've got a new trick. All right, look, people have to understand how this works. I don't look, I didn't mean to want to get myself in trouble right off the bat cuz some of Scott, these folks are going to be listening to the, the show, but I'm going Okay. I knew this would get myself in trouble, but people need to know this. The state law requires that schools and school employees work a certain number of days. Hold on, please. Is that 186 days, or is that for them 195 days? I don't know which one it is. It's okay. a certain number but of days. I, we're kind of in the ballpark of right. day. I, I right. just specifically, because, I needed to know. Because years ago, there was a big conflict because we were going to add some days. Education wasn't going well, and someone said, you know, if we have five more days, it'll probably get us over the hump. And I'm like, we're not even started up the hill of the hump. Five days is not going to get us there. But still, in the brilliance of everyone else... They said that would do it. It was a big fight. It was a back and forth. It was a, oh my gosh, you're going to, we're going to have to be forced for five more days. I think it was from 175 to 180 or something like that, or maybe 180 to 185. Are you going to pay us for those other five? Are you going to, I don't know, you're going to just expect us to work for nothing? But the bottom line was there's this checkbox. We went this day one, we went day two, we went day three, you get to 180, whatever it is. And then they've invented this beautiful thing. It is a brilliant idea. It is called an E-Day, which, as everyone knows, our children must be up to speed when it comes to technology. Mm -hmm. And what better way to make sure that your children are up to speed on technology than an electronic day, <laughs> hence E-Day. <laughs> and these days can be declared at almost any time. So if you think you might miss tomorrow, you say, tomorrow will be an E-Day. And it still counts. And it still counts. It does still count. But and my here, kids are still asleep. 
in their beds. <laughs> Me too. And it counts. Molly could barely talk when why I left. Why electronic? Why, why well, because see, you're, you're doing your class, you're doing your schoolwork that you would be doing at the building, but you are using your electronic device. <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> This and is different from are, a, a, a mental health day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a totally different issue. Okay. Now, here's the thing. To be fair, um, if a teacher finds out who's like, okay, I've got my, my, I'm ready for what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm ready for not what we're going to do the next day. And this, and the school system comes along and says, tomorrow is an e day because we think we're going to have bad weather, so we'll just e day it. She has got an extra load, or he has an extra load of stuff to do to make sure that it's all in the computer so that someone could actually do it remotely. Okay. Let's Even explain. though if she was going to um, just write on the board and explain it and teach it old style, I don't know how she gets that part, the lecture, into the computer. But I'm telling you, it is a brilliant idea. And so you, really, you get the day off because the weather's going to be so, so, so bad. Now, look, after I've said all this, it will be like... 450 tornadoes, giant, just a bush hog across the whole part of the state. But that's that's really how it works. And then you don't have to take a weather day. You just e-date it. But considering that we have our educational attainment level is so low, does it really matter? No. Doesn't really change anything. I was thinking on the way to work, on the way to the office today, that um, how hard is it? You know, you get you get Red Top or Eric the Dog or Eric the Duck or anybody, and you say, okay, look, what do you do for your job? When I paint planes, I paint houses, I, I do metal work. And someone says, are you, are you done? Yeah. Okay, and they look around. Hey, that's, that's a really good job. But if Eric the Dog, like, didn't paint one whole side of the plane... Someone would say, uh, that's not satisfactory. You, you have failed in your job. And he would say, you're right. I can't believe this. I've got to, I've got to figure out how to paint both sides of the plane. But in education, <clears throat> we know we're performing poorly. Everyone knows we're performing poorly. Everyone knows we've been performing poorly for years and years. And yet no one will say, hey, you didn't paint the other side of the plane. I don't understand why this is so difficult. I've said it before. I've been on rants before. But since it's E-Day today, I'm going to rant a little more. Why is it so hard? I, I need the ladies to tell me. Why is it so hard? It's, it's like we won't even acknowledge that we're failing in this task. We just keep pretending like everyone else is failing. But in my school, it's all good. Which is not. We all know it's not. But everyone pretends that it is that way. Why is that? <sighs> if we only had the answer. Really? It's, I mean, that's it's so early. It, um, I know. I didn't mean I to mean, just I, get off. I just wanted to explain I think being out of school. I think teachers are tired uh, for lots of reasons. I don't disagree. Okay. And I think they're at the point where they're like, in general, I don't get paid enough. And so if I can squeak by by not painting the other side of the plane, maybe one day for an E-Day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that sounds like, I'm not saying all teachers, but I just think we, we've we loaded them up with all these things to do. All this paperwork. Other, other all, than teaching. Other than teaching, which is, yeah. yes, which is why right. they get into, it's kind of like, I don't know if y'all talked about this yesterday. 
Nick Saban leaves because the game is totally different. It's a business. He doesn't is that what get, you think? Yeah, I think I think it's NIL. I think it's the transfer portal. I think it's the way, and that's not the way he coaches. He does it because he loves building a team. He loves building men. Mm-hmm. He loves investing in the lives. In the, I want you in the program. I want you to undergo right. the process. I want you to buy into mm-hmm. it's us. It's right. us versus them. It's not you getting what you want. And I think teaching is a little bit the same. It's turned into this machine mm-hmm. and where these teachers just really want to love on these kids and teach them well. Mm-hmm. I think they're just tired and they're like, you know. I would like, love to be able to go to a school and say, you know what? I don't know who your good teachers are. I don't know who your bad teachers are. Your principal may be terrible. She may be great or he may be great, whatever. And um, other than some sort of abuse, just flat out, just y'all just teach this year, and we'll be back at the end of the year, and we'll see how it worked. Yeah. There, there's no state guideline. There's no checkbox. There's no, oh, no, you must teach this. You must teach that. Did so-and-so, oh, my gosh, so-and-so special. No, they're not special. They are special. They got behavioral disorder. No, they don't have behavioral disorder. You just figure out how to do it. At the end of the year, we'll see how it works. I am convinced that at the end of the year, the teachers would be happier with their jobs and that the results would be unbelievably different than what they are today. And you know that they would be so much more hesitant to have an Mm E-Day if we allowed for that kind of freedom and creativity that Mm -hmm. as homeschool moms we allow. Mm -hmm. Like you, it would take a little bit of time for them. Some of them are so regulated. Mm -hmm. Some of them are so prone to follow exactly what they're supposed to follow. And look, I did this. But to say, no, this is up to you. And you would remove that you, veil of socialized education, meaning mm-hmm. everybody's on the same mm-hmm. level, so everybody's mm-hmm. at the bottom, which really hurts to say, and people are going to be upset about that, but looking outside in. And then if they ever went to, because they would have such a good time and the teachers would be set free to do what they're mm-hmm. called to do, mm-hmm. which is really teach, mm-hmm. they'd be like, no, we don't want to have an E-Day. I thought you said today we were going to get in the science and we're going to do so-and-so experiment. I thought you said we were going to check on our little crystals that we were growing. I thought you said in math we were going to do blah, blah, blah. And the boys would be free to, like, be wild but restrained. Right. Like, can you imagine? Go wear themselves out. Come back in. Go wear yourself out. Come back in. We would do it the way humans should do school, which is not the way we do it Can you imagine the conversations where they're like, okay, um, Miss Sinclair. Okay, so you have a faculty meeting now. Which just seems like, uh. <laughs> yeah. But in faculty meeting in the, in this new school, Miss Sinclair would be like, "You're not gonna believe what I did. I, I tried this because I, I read about it somewhere. So and so was doing this. So and so, and you know, I sent the, the boys out, and I, I actually made them run around, but they didn't know it because they were they were doing a scavenger hunt. But they only had three minutes, and they had to they had to touch everything. They come in there, oh, oh, you know, they're dying. And um and they sat and we and listened and and this worked I, I can't believe it and the other and then you know Miss Shaver says really so she, then she tries it and then somebody else says but you know I got these I got this handful of kids who who need to do that more well let's put them in the same class mm-hmm. but but we're gonna have like twenty two boys in one class it'd be fine okay fine nobody's yeah. gonna die and and just everybody kind of brainstorming and saying, hey, this is how it works. And, and somebody says, hey, look, I've got, I've got five kids that just can't read. They just can't. But they're in fourth grade. I, I know, but they just can't read. And, and every other teacher says, you know what, I, I've, I've got three or four that can't. 
And then somebody says, you know what? I've, I've got this new way. I am catching people up like crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you, do you want? You want to try those kids? And then we just move people around and they give, you know, the kids who can't read who are behind. Yeah, but they don't, but, but they didn't get their science common core checkoff and they didn't get their climate change checkoff and they didn't get their transgender checkoff and they didn't get their America's terrible checkoff in history. We don't care. They can't read. Right. Okay. I mean, and, then, and then they're up to speed. They can read at grade level at the end of the year. I mean, I just, my mind goes crazy. And then the part that, that breaks my heart is that, that I'm very passionate about that. And I know y'all are, and a lot of our listeners are, but the bureaucracy, the educrats don't care. No, they don't care. And if and if people want to call this show, because I know we're down there in the river region and say, no, 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 no. I know the folks at the state and they do care. Well, then we've got double problems because if they really care mm-hmm. and they're really passionate like we are, then why are we in the train wreck we're in? Exactly. You get what I'm saying? They're the ones exactly. with the power to make change or to ask the legislature to make change. And I was there long enough to know that they didn't want to make change then. And they apparently don't want to make change now. And if they're handcuffed by the federal government in some way, they should have been saying it for the last 20 years. Amen. Amen. So, hey guys, y'all are down there, and um, let's let's ask some questions. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio on a Female Friday. You do not want to miss it. We'll be back. Well, that welcome did not come out. It just had a had a flat tire or something. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening. We have updated the name. Female Friday is just too boring. Yeah. It is Femme Fatale Friday. Wow, that's, of course that's it is. intriguing. Because you know how quickly the ladies knew that? I was like, look, I don't know, what's that word for women killing people or whatever? They're like, Femme Fatale, Femme Fatale. <laughs> I mean, instantaneously, they quick. knew what that word is. Yeah. So, yes, way too quick. But we have a little segue. We have some things we want to talk about. We started with education. I don't really, oh, because it's an E-Day. That's right. 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 We're off today. Yeah. It's an E-Day. And then Allison, uh, probably because she woke up and tried to get here on normal time, but got here early, <laughs> like said, you know, that, that reminds me of this story. And it was a perfect segue, so. Well, in 1818 News, it. Wow, 1819 News? Did is you that, know 1819 News? Yeah, I think they're your citizen supported truth teller. 1819 News. <laughs> you want me to say it again? Yes. 1819 News. How do you find them on the internet? 1819News.com. Mm, very good. We never played this. We oh, never we didn't did play we? the crazy lady? I'm going to find it. You're a genius, Allison, on so many levels. I don't uh, even know how we stand in your Say that orbit. again so Scott You're can hear. You're a genius hear. on so many levels. Well, Becky Pringle, who is the uh, president of the NEA, the National Education Association. She owns a potato chip company. She sounds so nice, and she wears pretty clothes. Hey, Pringles are made with bioengineered products. Oh, then, are they I'm, really? dead. then I'm dead. Do then. you know all the stuff that's made with bioengineered? I don't want to talk about it. GMO. Is that another segue? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I also have a story on how Focus you can soap. reduce your cancer risk by 60%. Okay. Okay, okay. anyway. Let's back. go. Look. Something shiny. <laughs> Where, why is France so far away? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was well good, done, Sky. Sky. Thank you. Um, by the way, I finished my Bible reading. <laughs> How One far away year. is France? <laughs> One year ago, yesterday. Yes. Okay, we'll go back to that. Way to go. Okay. Uh-huh. More on All that right. later. I'm going to find Becky. You go. Becky Pringle. 
National Education Association president. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boasts about AEA, the Alabama Education Association, the Alabama arm of it, oh, their no. efforts and successful efforts at killing school choice in Alabama. And she also was just so elated that they secured pay raises for teachers and nurses. So basically, the NEA is so fired up that Alabama AEA killed any chance of school choice of giving our kids options and just trapped them in failing schools. I mean, what world do we live in? Mm. Alabama, look up the numbers. It's not doing so hot. Our Mm -hmm. graduation rate dropped by 9%. After we, after we played fun and games to make it go up. Like, you don't really have to be able to pass anything. You don't really have to come to school. You don't we'll have to just read. about graduate you for any reason, and it still dropped. And this lady is just, Becky is so happy that these kids don't have a choice. And I just don't understand hmm. how you can revel in that, knowing that kids are failing. Like, why? legitimately not why is France so far away, although good question. Like why why does it seem like that is their end goal to power, power. And, and dollars. And money. Because if you, you get keep, more if you money keep the if children, your kids fail. You keep the children in the local educational prison, you get the money for those children, therefore you can take that money and give raises. Mm. You have to have those children in the facility to get the money to be able to have those raises. And if you free up school choice, that money could go out and flow out to other other entities, other people who started the school, maybe retired teachers. Um, and then you don't have control, like Sky's saying, of power. You don't have the power to have all the money in the same place. No one has a choice. No one can go anywhere else. And you just keep making the argument of, hey, if you'll just give us more money, education will get better. If you give us more money, education will get better. And then everybody gets paid more, gets paid more, gets paid more, and education never improves. Plus, if you open it up to competition, the public schools are going to get exposed. Mm, Well, they're already exposed. That's that's what I don't get. If you give these kids, these parents a choice, Mm -hmm. and you begin to see the results at the um, free market schools, we'll call them, Mm -hmm. they're going to expose (laughs) very clearly, very quickly. Can you just imagine if the if the best three teachers at your local elementary school and, and look, oh God, this Friday is going to be rough. <laughs> Let's not pretend we all don't know at least one of the best teachers at our local school. And you know how we know that? Because if your kids play ball and you're all at the ballpark together and all the parents are talking and a bunch of those parents are involved in education... And when those parents that are involved in education start talking about what teachers their kids are going to get next year, yeah, and they Ooh. say, hey, look, whatever you do, go, Johnny, go, what, whatever you do, hey, he dropped it. Don't, don't get Miss Beeson. Just don't. Whatever you have to do, don't do it. I'm, I'm, look, I've already asked the principal not to put. So, so you know to avoid Miss Beeson. Everybody knows to avoid these certain teachers, and everybody knows to to get these other teachers. What happens if those three or four or five teachers who've been doing a, the best job possible under bad circumstances, what if they said, you know what, we're going to do our own elementary school. We're going to take 30 kids, and we're going to teach them from first grade to, to sixth grade. 
and we're going to use that old the old Walmart building that's been down there abandoned that no one can figure out, you know, why they won't rent it to anybody, whatever, for the for the last 20 years. We're going to do that. We're going to start our own little thing. And everybody in town would want their kids to go to them. Mm. And so here, here's where the rubber really meets the road. This is the, this is the uncomfortable part. Because right now, all of us sitting on the outside can be comfortable. But Amy Beth was telling me about a Bible verse she ran across in Job before the show. And, and part of it was when Job was doing righteous things, he was, he, was, he was breaking the teeth of the lion or whatever. But he was saving the prey. He was taking the prey out of the lion's mouth. He was, he was saving the person from evil or saving the person from something bad. When we all sit around and say, hey, well, you know, my, my, my school is pretty good. Well, I'm fine without having school choice. What we're saying is we have no desire to save those children out of the mouth of the lion. We're okay with the other kids being devoured. We're okay with them never having a future. We're okay with them always being behind for their whole lives. You don't get to say you're righteous if you're okay with that. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you telling other people about the program. If you want to call on this Film Fatale Friday, the number is 1-800-289-9228. So, what was that verse? And then I want to go to Sky. I know Sky's got some stories. He does have stories. I'll be very fast. Two Mm -hmm. things. Number one, this is a verse my husband shared with me last night, and it's Job, exactly as you said, when he's got boils, remembering the past. His wife's being mean to him. His wife's being mean. His friends are saying dumb stuff. But he said, I broke the fangs of the unrighteous and made him drop his prey from his teeth. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's go, because that's what we're dealing with. We are looking at education in Alabama. We've looked at it for 15, 20 years, and we're in, in the dump repeatedly dump after dump after dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, no, let's keep doing it. And you're exactly right. How can you look at them and lie and go, no, but we're going to continue. I got a piece coming out tomorrow. I'm a little exercised. If you look at what's going on in Germany and Poland and now England, and I'm looking at them standing up against Klaus Schwab and all the globalists who are wicked, horrible people. Mm -hmm. And then I look back at Alabama and the continued crap we've put up with. What is our excuse? Yeah, we don't have an excuse. And that's why I was asking or you're saying slash asking, if we're okay with other people's children not having the best chance at a future, no, we're not guaranteeing any outcomes, but in the education system we have right now, without choice, we some of these children really do not have opportunity. That's right. Scott, you can't say that. I can say that because I'm, I'm not talking about individuals. I'm not talking about personalities. I'm not attacking, you know, your friend who's the teacher, my friend who's the teacher, I'm attacking the system. The system is broken and it is incapable of fixing itself. But too many of us are okay with what our kids are getting and we're leaving other people's children enslaved to a failing system. Now, I would argue that many of us listening who think our local school is good it is not nearly as good as it was 20 years ago, not n- nowhere close to what it was 50 years ago, and not even the same orbit 
is 75 years ago. I mean, just not even close. And, and look, another another startling thing. Just because your precious child or grandchild can work an iPad and turn on Netflix does not make them educated. Okay, does not make them know anything that's going to help them in the future. Doesn't doesn't broaden their horizons. And when I say broaden their horizons, a liberal education has always been, you know, a, a good bit about a lot of things, so that whatever challenge faces you, you can draw from all that education. Whether it's a new invention, whether it's something different in business, whether it's how to deal with coworkers, how to deal with your family, you draw from that huge pool of knowledge to be able to fix or deal with what you have in front of you. Now it is so, the pool of knowledge is so shallow and so small that literally kids don't have anything to draw from. Part of the, the deal of the wonders of the space program in America in the 50s and World War II, you would have a problem, a mechanical problem, and some person would say, you know what? I bet that thing that my granddad had on his tractor or he used to shuck corn or I bet you that would work. I bet you we could take that and we could change it here. Mm. And today's kids don't have any idea that any of that existed. Mm -hmm. Or someone says, you know what? I remember reading in Shakespeare this, he said that. Oh yeah, people are just that way. What if we deal with it that way? They don't have any of those either. Mm -hmm. But they know climate change, transgenderism, everybody's oppressed. And you're just like, oh my gosh. But I, I really want to hammer home that whole idea of if we don't care what happens to other people's children, mm. if we don't care about them being prey, we really shouldn't pat ourselves on the back and, and consider ourselves such good people. And that would be my call to arms for the legislature is if, if you're going to leave everybody in this prison and you, you know it's a prison and every, every idea to fix the broken bureaucratic system has been tried, you just don't care. You just don't care about kids. And I don't want to hear how good you are. I, I also, that was pretty awesome. And I know, I know we want to hear from Sky because he has really good things to say. I also don't want two things to happen. I don't want you to call and tell us that white people left certain schools because that's happened to us in the past when we talk about mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. um, that people left and it's, that's our fault that mm -hmm. it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's problem that it's bad. Mm -hmm. So let's like be unified on that and be unified in seeking a solution. But we've had a call several times over the last year mm -hmm. that it's our fault. No, it's everyone's fault. And number two, number two, we've got to take responsibility for it. Number two, legislators, if you are not going to do this, then I need you to explain to me why you're leaving your precious children or grandchildren in private schools. Right. Why, I, I need, why you're avoiding I need you to explain yes. that. Because nobody will call and tell me exactly whose kids are in what school. Right. You are full of crap if you are not willing to do what's right. Full of it. And we will hammer that home this year. Because you are willing to leave them in a terrible situation or not at least give them an option. Mm -hmm. It's not right. So stop doing it. Yeah, you know, we always talk about the, well, if we just save just one. Okay, well, step up and save just one. If, if a whole community, no one in that whole community cares except one family with one little girl, then save that little girl. Because saving that one little girl is way better than leaving her in there and everyone failing. I used to ask that all the time about school choices. So, well, not many, not many people will take advantage of it. Well, the ones who do... We'll be saved. That's right. 
So in this my is America's plan, freedom. A few are saved. In your plan, none are saved. Which is better? That ended the conversation. Because they didn't want to answer a few being saved is better. They just didn't want to. Sky. That was Sky's on the phone. The, um, We're in a lot of trouble. And here's the thing. <laughs> this, this conversation about education has been going on for years and years and years. When we first took over the legislature, the Republicans did, we passed, what was that bill called? It was the, um, I mean, it was quote unquote controversial. It was the first, oh, golly, I think Marsh ended up sponsoring it. I can't remember. It, it caused a big turmoil. But the first version of that was full out, unbelievable school choice. And that was in 2010, I think it wow. was. And the Accountability Act. Mm. Yes. The first version of that was full-out school choice. I mean, just talking about leading the country school choice. It was honest. And before it even got through the Republicans, it had been chipped down to still, still, you know, supposedly fairly good. But Republicans made that weaker. Yeah. Republicans didn't want to go all the way. Republicans were bowing at the altar of the AEA and the, and the big teachers unions. Republicans were saying, oh, that's too much. Oh, Republicans were putting in more bureaucracy to hold it all down. Shocker. And before we even had a bill we could get out to the legislative body at all, Republicans had chopped it up and cut it up and amended it within our own body. And, and then they were like, this is the worst thing ever. And we still passed it. But so this is not new. We're at a minimum 23 years into this. Mm -hmm. It's a long, long time. And so 23 years, we, we've basically gone through two sets of, well, a full set of kids from kindergarten to, when I say 23, I meant 13 years. Mm -hmm. See? See how bad education is? It's just so we're spending record amounts on our students in Alabama, and we continue to up that. And we're just throwing money at a bad system. And we're hiring more and more, money. more, and more people for the same number of kids because right. we need one more of this and one more of that and one more of this. Gotta, it's not getting there. Yep. Sky's got some stuff for us on the other side. We'll go straight to him after the break. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening. Sky, you were telling, we've been, I've been just, I've been preaching today, man. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody will. saying amen. It's, it's E-Day for education or something. Yeah. <laughs> something oh, like, that. like that. I do so, have some perspective on, on the uh, teacher public schools here in Montgomery situation, although I didn't do much public school in Montgomery, fortunately. Right. Uh, my my sweet daughter-in-law, um, she's intelligent, creative, loves kids. She has three now, by the way. And when she uh, when she received her degree, she always wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Let's say, hey, my, my daughter wants to be a teacher. She just she wants her. to be a third grade teacher. Well, th this is very similar. Um, she receives her degree, um, goes. Uh, to a public school in a, in a nice neighborhood here in Montgomery, but a public school. Okay. She's excited. She's passionate. She's creative. And she just, she couldn't wait to get started and teaching second grade. And I would, I got to see it, the, the real timeline take place because I would go up there occasionally after school and help her, uh -huh. you know, set up projects or whatever needed to be moved and whatnot. Uh -huh. And I got to watch her go from an excited teacher just to she was wore down 
Mm. And right. And eventually, I uh, came in one afternoon, and she'd been there about a year and a half. And she, her, she, her head was down on her desk. She was crying. And it wasn't the kids. Not mm. at all. It's the fact that they won't let her teach. <sighs> it was the administrative, the, the, the top-down, do this, do that, check this box, prepare for the test. She was doing everything but engaging the children. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm talking about, the, the kind of teacher no, that, no doubt. that instills in you a desire to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was just—it was just—it just broke my heart that is to watch sad. her. And I knew right then we've got to get her out of here. Yeah. They broke her spirit. That, that story happens just... over and over and over, and and then you couple that with the situation some teachers are in, where they can't manage their classroom because they're not allowed to, to have di- to have discipline, and it is it is astounding to me. I I don't, I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened. Well, I guess maybe I do. Um, who was the guy who was the the faux parenting expert from like the 60s? Dr. Spock. John Redmond? Dr. Uh, Spock. Dr. Spock. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he one of the don't paddle kids? Yes. Ding dongs? Yes, it was the yes. beginning of the self-esteem. You've done nothing, uh, but right. you're the greatest. You're, you're uh, awesome. Yeah. And you can be and a... James Dobson didn't help that either, In a scientific word, you can be a little tick turd. And, <laughs> and people don't... People what? do not understand <laughs> that... Especially little boys. Little boy need little boys sometimes need a little swift uh, smack on the backside. Very because much. the the seat of their emotions and their is is in their buttocks, <laughs> and if you smack it, it will come out sometimes. They will behave. They if will you give them a little incentive. And every look, and they can say, "Oh, it doesn't work." It just teaches them. I'm like, "You're full of hawk." Worked on me. It absolutely. It worked on me. <laughs> absolutely, it did. And Sky, imagine you without that. Oh, Lord have mercy. No. Um, no. You couldn't look, beat me enough, man. I'm but telling but you, parents man. who are not involved, and look, teachers know this, but they keep it down home cuz, and I don't understand, but they do. There are secrets in the public education system that they just will not tell. And there are kids at your kids' local school who are out of control. And, and they will tell parents no, they will tell teachers no, they will tell, because they know they can't get in trouble. And the worst thing that can happen to them is some sort of detention that they wanted to go to anyway. Right, right. Or we'll see and you home for so, so there is no fear. And part of it I know because I have told little kids stories of the old days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, let's just take you in the hall right there and uh, paddle you right there and you'll hear. Yeah. Ah! Then and you go back, the go back like, in class with your tears running down your face yes, and your and, bad self. Yeah. And the, and yes, and some <laughs> yeah. of these kids who are like, "Oh, I'm so bad," are like, "That would be that would be horrible. I would ne- I would I, I, I would never want that to happen." Humiliation like, works, believe me. Oh, it is it is unbelievable. And and people don't have to trust me, but this is one of those things where I am right. You are. Right. I'm just right. And um, for whatever reasons, for wh- whatever knowledge I have acquired. I'm right. And why we can't get it back together and why we can't get this ship right. And here's the other thing. If you're a parent and your kid is so bad that they might need a paddle and you don't want them to, then I think the state of Alabama should say, okay, fine. But you will be up here and you will sit with Johnny every day yeah. because we need you to keep him from endangering other kids. Mm-hmm. It sounds good, good to me. Idea. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. It is the Friday edition, a film fatale Friday on this 12th day of January. Everybody buckle up. I think the the uh, weather is 
Is it here, Scott? Well, I was just uh, passing by the Rich Thomas weather bunker. Yes. Uh, the radar's up on the big screen, and man, it looks like y'all are in for it. We're about to get it. In Birmingham. Yeah, I think yeah. within we the next hour. We may have to hour. hang out here for a little while. Y'all going to try to make it home? But my kids are at home alone. Jared's in Auburn. Home alone. And we, yeah, we may have to dash. Of course, you, the neighbor just texted me and said, hey, your dog's over here. And I said, oh, Well, the dog already knows him? where they're going. So right. my kids can panic oh. and learn a lesson? Text mine. Oh, they, they probably don't. don't even know he's gone. No. But my mother-in-law's a mile away, so I'm... So you're she's good. like, one, literally, I can walk to her house. All right. It, so... Like it. Well, she'll we're just, we're just going to drive home in the storm. I'm, I'm going to take. I don't her. know, but we got I'm about an hour, like storms. and we're about to get hammered. Well, well Allison and I, I made that. Less than an hour of the Not show. the fun kind of hammered. <laughs> the bad kind of hammered. The bad kind of hammered. <laughs> oh my word! Okay, I, never mind. Go ahead, right, Allison. So do we have news, or we, are we still doing I our? Just have are we still doing our school? She's got to share something. No, we skipped we, it. We've moved on. I did find the Bullitt County 1912 answers to that test. I'll just save that for another that we failed Friday. And yeah, we well, failed. Well, no, go ahead. So we failed. Well, we just didn't understand the questions. Guys, I I clearly didn't ask the questions well enough. Please solve. Oh, you're I right. Them. It's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry. And I even told myself with answers to the grammar, um, the nine rules. We, we did well in the nine rules, okay. actually. Okay. What about the participle? The pr- mm, parts. The of parts of speech. Was that verb conjugation stuff? Part, okay. Part of the, okay, here we the go. Participles, I think she said. For verb forms regarded as regular and not normally indicated include. And then they they actually give this whole like present tense, past tense, present participle. So yes. they give the definition of it. And then we did do a good job of do, did, doing. Oh, right. so that was run, we got run, that part. Ran, but it was like run, a ran, third run, run, ran. of the answer. We we didn't give all of the answers required to get to the point where we you Got to show off our knowledge, oh. which was glittering and glowing and fantastic. So we're like the fourth um, grade level. And then the, you know, I, it's just unbelievable. So I mean, they just, just have the one rules. history question. Just one well, from Bullock County. Scott, the, the rules were so, they were hard to find to just find the answers to that one. So I switched oh. over to the Bullock County history, which I did use in a past column. Mm-hmm. And they don't have answers, but they're equally unbelievable just real hard. Well, you know, we look. But it's we okay. have evolved. We have evolved. And we have decided that we really don't need all that nonsense knowledge. It's true. It's just useless knowledge that you don't really need. Um, this is the perfect segue into I can't wait. my story. That's, I can't wait. We're teeing up. Go. We all have the same brain mm-hmm. Okay. So this was uh, a friend of mine just posted this on Facebook and I'm like, is it a real friend or one of those people you met at a function no, that a you claim? Friend. It's a real friend. So end wokeness on uh, the Twix. Yes. Okay. posted this. Mandatory training for all New York City public school teachers. Okay, good. Mandatory. All right. You lose your job if you don't go. The Wheel of Identity gives teachers a chart of which students are oppressed and which are oppressors. <laughs> the oppressors. <laughs> Slim. White, they're citizens, they speak English, they're able-bodied, they're heterosexual, they own property, oh, especially if you're a cisgender man, and they're mentally robust. So then you click on these. So they're smart? What? Yeah, if you're smart, you're an oppressor. If you're skinny, 
I was going to say, because that clearly means that I am not you an oppressor. Not. <laughs> wow, you but just skirted away, <laughs> uh, skirted by that. I'm a victim. Whew. It's a good thing those Sky's, are ands. But, yeah, wow. Sky's an oppressor. I'm the so ultimate this, oppressor. <laughs> this worksheet they had to do, this is an identity autobiography activity. Ten minutes. Sounds so I don't know if the teachers did it or if this is what they will give their students. Think of a wheel, like okay. almost like a bullseye, like, you know, like a target. Okay, you've got different... Like a wagon wheel? Different... A pizza wheel? Well, like, yeah. Like yeah, you, like oh, pizza. you've got... Oh, it looks word. like a bull, uh, like a uh, dartboard. Like dartboard. a dartboard, okay. Dartboard. Or so the wheel have, of fortune, you depending. You have the center, the bullseye, mm -hmm. and then you have concentric circles, you know, going okay. out. Well, the bullseye is power. Okay. Okay, the closer you are, here we go. Out from power, you have... White. Okay. Okay, so that's the close. If you're white, you are closer to power. Okay, all right. If Hold on, you, I'm gonna, yeah, in the wintertime, I'm very powerful. So, like, if you're the bullseye power, <laughs> then, like, 10 points. You get 10 points if you're white. Okay. Eh, if you're different shades, oh. you only get, like, I three don't get points. To be, I don't get to be all powerful. Yeah, so you get three points. <laughs> Different shades? What does that mean? Okay, Different if, shades. If you're, if you're dark, you're screwed. You only get one point. Maybe zero, mm -hmm. okay? I think the idea is to get less points, though, isn't it? Now um, I know why when I go to the beach after about day three, I feel less powerful. Red in the summertime. <laughs> um, closer to power are slim people. If you're average, eh, and if you're large, you might as well go home. If you own property... You are a winner. Okay. If you just, uh, you're sh you live in a shelter or you're renting. Mm-hmm. Eh. Think, think, think about that one, though. That one is perfectly made for blue dot people mm -hmm. because they all have to rent. They don't, they don't own those buildings. All right. So everybody gets to say, I'm oppressed because they rent. Yep. Listen. So, oh, there's got to be more. Um, yeah. Well, how, do you I mean, get to, I how do you get to be way out on the outside? Who's on the outside? Well, okay. Fat. Okay, yes. Here we go. We're going to do the outside. Okay. The zero Please. to the one point. The farthest okay. away from power. You're, you're an undocumented. You're not a citizen. Okay. Now, now, if you're a citizen, that's really awesome. If you're documented, that's, that's kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. And if you're undocumented... Um, you will never get anywhere in life, and you are oppressed. And you get those free checks, though. All right, so undocumented. Okay. Your skin color is dark. Just dark. Your formal education. You only made it through elementary school. Oh yeah, but we just stars. learned you could be ahead of everybody else only through elementary school. If you have a significant disability, you can amount to nothing in life. Mm. Do you just quit now? Kind of. Get in that okay. suicide pod. That's true. It looks like a little Star Trek. You know, they thing have that in Europe. It's awful. Just old yeller it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you are a lesbian, bi, pan, or asexual, you might as well not even try because the white people will hold you down. Well, no. Never mind. The heterosexual people will hold you down. Yes. Right. All right. If, if you are, oh, neurotypical, you're a winner. If you have significant neurodivergence, Oh, my heavenly stars. What is neurodivergence? It means that you are not... Not, not the um, smartest? Oh, I not heard. Not the sharpest? Not the sharpest. Okay. Okay, so for the power wheel, here we go. If you are robust, if you are mentally tough and robust... Mm, you, like alive. You are an oppressor. Eh, 
if you're mostly stable, you might make it. Okay. But if you're mentally vulnerable. What was the percentage of leftists who were diagnosed with mental illness? Oh, yeah, there was a lot. It was, it was high. That? I it mean, was it was super high. We talked about that in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. Like in the 40 percentile. 40, 50, maybe 50 percent. Was it 63 percent? It was high. It was really high. Well, I'm not robust enough to remember. Well, Real quickly, around the wheel. If you're fat, homeless, poor, don't speak English, you're trans, intersex, or non-binary, man... You might not make it in this world. Never mind. Like, let's go through. Let's look at our um, not minister of health. What is the 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 Fauci or Levine? Levine. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She he yeah, it, is ma'am. is at like the highest level, and it is all the things on the outside. <laughs> I mean, I don't get. It. I feel like you you're more of a winner if you're all the things on the outside of the wheel. You kind of win the lottery. I mean, you get, you're going to get, you're going to have gifts, um, gifts y'all. thrust upon you. There are people who are like, oh, you you meet the outside of the wheel? Here. Here's and, your job. Right. You, you can be the president of a Unless Ivy people think that we are just talking about these things that will have no effect on our culture. Mm-hmm. Please understand that there are pilots now who uh. won't allow their families to fly because of the DEI policies that are affecting who they're hiring to take us where we need to go. You also need to understand that it is in medical schools now. And it is at one of the nation's most revered medical centers at Johns Hopkins. The DEI office issued a privilege list in the company newsletter and then it apologized after there was a backlash. But they said... As Allison pointed out, so this isn't just in New York City public schools and the teachers are learning, that those with privilege, according to the newsletter, included Sky and Scott, y'all are screwed, mm-hmm. men, Christians, and English-speaking people. Ugh. We're the worst. Shame. Shame. For shame. <laughs> shame. What about and if you're privilege? from the South and you believe in Jesus? Hey, listen yeah. to this yeah. nonsensical definition that we're going to, like, take down. This is, this is why we're here, but here's what privilege means when you hear it bandied about. Okay. It is an unearned benefit given to people who are in a specific group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels and provides advantage and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups, a.k.a. communism. They're looking at everything through the lens of communism and separation and anything but unity, and we got to stop it. If I go to Kenya, am I... Because I'm not in the majority. I don't, like, like, does that, am I still an oppressor? Yes. Apparently. Your skin color does not change. We should you're just go to oppressor. our house and never come out again. You're an, opp- you're an oppressor to the world. Even yeah. though I don't, okay. Even though you're not doing any oppressing? Well, no, no. I mean, that's not, like, like, does it change with what country you're in? In terms of, like, who's running the country? Who... <sighs> Yeah. They would still say, it mu- it must if not, I go to a Muslim country... You go to Chicago, who runs Chicago? The Democrats. The Democrats do. Most of the Democrats in Chicago running Chicago happen to be darker skin, more melanin in their skin. They're, they run the schools the same 
people, run the school systems, run everything. New York is probably very similar. Um, and they're still teaching this. So they have all the power at every level. And when Barack, Barack Obama was president, they had all the power at every level from the tippy top all the way down to the local city council ward. And they're still saying other people are the oppressors. So how is that but possible? Scott, if you go to a Muslim country... Mm-hmm. You are not the oppressor. You are not the privileged. I would say you you are the opposite. They don't like Christians. They don't like right. Westerners. They don't like white people. Yeah, they, they don't, don't play this little game, okay, over there. They don't play this. But, this, but this our folks would still say you were the oppressor because That's you right. re would represent colonialism. Yes, of course. And that you would believe that your culture is better and that these people should do things differently. Of course. Um, so, but, but, but you're you right. If you, were really, job, if you were really worried about power, you're correct. It's, but it's in based the, on a fairy tale, okay? It's, it's, yeah. it's a social construct designed to silence. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, go ahead. Circle back, Saki, to the original story from 1819 News that kicked off our day of fun, talking about education. Uh, yeah. We are dealing with the NEA president, Becky Pringle, who was 100% lock, stock, and barrel sold out to these policies. And she is coming through with her little gang of people who are not for parents having a choice and not for children being free to go to what you know school suits them. Mm -hmm. This is in Alabama. This affects us, not New York City, not pilots, not Johns Hopkins. It's right here. And are we going to fight back against yeah, it? You can't, you can't get away from it. We have thought forever that we could just sit tight, hold on, and it would not come to us. It is banging down the door. We can't avoid it. we got to take a break. Lots of stuff to do. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Did Kilroy leave us? Kilroy is next. Left, but he's messaged me and say he will be returning. He'll be returning. Okay, okay good deal. Good deal. We didn't want to. Sometimes we have to do, you know, we have to get... We have to our, flesh some things out. We have to get our thoughts in sure. sometimes. But uh, let's go to your phone calls. We've got a full bank of calls. Let's start off with uh, Lunchbox Bob. Welcome to the program, Lunchbox. It's the third. And it's been a great show, guys. Yes, sir. I, too, can get a little fired up about the educational issues, especially in this state of Alabama. My in-laws are neck deep into the public education system. And God bless them, I'm trying to keep my daughter safe from that corruption. That's why I spend basically an extra mortgage sending her to a private school. Because I know I can do better for my daughter than what the public school system in Alabama offers. And I'm willing to make that sacrifice. When Lunchbox Bob grew up, granted it was in another state, in another part of this country... Both of my parents were robbed of educational opportunities. Both of my parents graduated honor students from the 12th grade diploma program they were in. Neither of them could read above an 8th grade level. And both of them were bitter about it. So yes, when I went to a private school as a young lad, yes, fit through 8th grade all in one classroom, 12 students total, and indeed, it was my father who was the handyman there to help pay for my tuition. And it was my mother who was the janitor to help pay for my tuition. I understood very clearly the value of quality education. And it's 
parents and families that make it possible. You can throw the most money at the best process you want. If parents and families aren't involved, the kids are being cheated. And I tell my my teachers' daughters that today. I am responsible for my daughter's education. The teachers, the school are the tools I choose to use. And if you're just passive, if you're just sending your kids or your grandkids to Alabama public schools because that's what everyone does and that's okay and that's what I did, then you, parent, grandparent, are willfully choosing to sacrifice your child on the altar of convenience in the temple of idiocy. Now, how does this affect real life? How does this affect us 20, 30 years like we're seeing now? Well, I was reading in 1819 News that Kay Ivey is talking about unionization efforts down in the Mercedes plants outside Vance. Indeed, apparently 30% of the employees are concerned that Alabama's economic model may not be the best for them. And they, in their desperation and fear, may need to turn to a union. Well, when I think that Alabama's successful model for economic growth is 40% of our workforce not employed, I can kind of understand why workers are worried. And when I hear a high-stepping Republican governor telling me that this is a danger, I agree with her. I just think she's part of the problem. Now, that's just me. And I realize that we could fling down thunder and fire. We could shake the heavens and we could disturb the sky itself. But people are starting to ask, who is John Galt? <laughs> and if you don't get that literary reference, you were probably educated in an Alabama public high school. <laughs> That's just me. Fair enough. Sitting back, sipping coffee, strong, black, and slightly bitter. Thank you, Lunchbox. It's one of the best books uh, of all time. Let's go to Duke. Duke, welcome to the program. Ooh, almost went to sleep. I know, Duke. We got lots <laughs> of stuff to do, brother. Y'all had Y'all had me on so long, man, I almost fell asleep. Well, it's a big-time show, dude. Boards, I mean... I know, that's what I'm trying to tell you, see? You know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Um, but, 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 uh, but leave, leave it up to y'all white folks now. Y'all trying to, y'all trying to snow me again. Y'all trying to, y'all trying to trick me again. How? With the education and stuff. Yeah. So what you, what you on on on, how, 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 how are Dixie line. and Trixie trying to trick you? They're trying to trick me into believing that uh okay, let me let me let me take you somewhere right quick. Okay. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, if I were to move to Montgomery, Alabama or Birmingham, and I came to you, Mr. Scott, direct me to the top best schools in your state. Where will you start? Uh, if I was going to send you to the best, the be the best schools down. in my area, uh, yes. I would send you, and you to... you show me facts on that. Mm, if I did uh, exit scores, ACT scores, am I, am, I, am I limited to public schools? I want some to... I want some to... Yes, I want to include all schools. Okay? Okay, so I'll, All the yeah. schools in that city of Montgomery, all the schools in the city of Birmingham. 
I want you uh-huh. to direct me into show me something I can look at to you know how you uh rate yeah I would, I would tell you to I tell you to look at living over in maybe Trustville probably uh, Mountain I want numbers. Brook. I want numbers now. I don't want I don't want no direction of the area. I want numbers. So school. Mountain Brook what is the say? number one school system. Then you have school systems in Mobile. Then you have Montgomery. You have different pockets of great schools. So you know, I'll, I'll pull the list up if you'd like right now. Mm-hmm. I want no. I want. I wanted the schools that you would direct me to as a citizen. That you got Mountain Brook, Trustville, Auburn, Vestavia Hills, Homewood are the top five in the state. If you're talking about public schools, if you want private schools, then you're looking at different schools all over the state. But those are specifically public schools that listed on uh, sources across the web that are want, that, that say the, are the best I ones. Rating. I want I, I ask about ratings. So I want you to rate me the top schools in Montgomery and the top schools in Birmingham that you would tell me to put my and if I came from a different Mountain Brook State, High uh, School is number one in Birmingham. It is ranked number 220 nationally. So okay. if that's the number you're looking for, no, give, me, give me one for Montgomery. Give me one for Montgomery. Uh, uh, it's a hard time finding one. Pike Road. You got Loveless Magnet Program High School. It is ranked number 15 in the national rankings. It's a magnet program. Give me some private school rankings. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they rank the I private schools. I will get schools. the private schools. They rank them differently because it's different. There you go. That's the point I was trying to make. Even I just reading that stand uh-huh. up the way I did because uh, yeah, because I'm waiting on your I point been, though. All, all I've been hearing, all I've been hearing is the fact that uh, most of the callers that call in uh-huh. are the ones that doesn't have the kids in the private school anyway. I mean, it's in the public school anyway. So, but they got all the answers and telling me all the problems in the public school and but. They don't participate in public schools. Yes, we do. We pay our taxes, so we're participating, and we have kids in them. Thank you, Duke. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. We got to get right to the uh, all our callers. Um, One of the things I I want to point out quickly, as quickly as I can, I would argue that my children, a big portion of my children, being able to read at a very young age, was because of a video that we were able to play on the little screen in the minivan. Scott Beeson, well, you have a minivan with a little screen. That's you, you, so you're very wealthy. No, we're talking about a DVD that you can play at home, you can play whatever, and it was literally called The Letter Factory. It was made by the people that made Leap Pad and the little frogs are the characters. Yeah, remember that. And my kids were mesmerized, and it was on in the car constantly. And magically, after a couple of weeks, and this is going to the grocery store, going to church, going to the, you know, whatever, we realized, wait a minute, even our younger kids know the sounds that letter make, letters make. Because a great example, you're going through the letter factory with the characters, and they would open the door, the G door. Mm-hmm. And all these little letter G's, Sky, are in there. They're working out. And they're going, grr, grr, grr. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, even down to Mac, who's my youngest child, hey, what, hey, what, what sound does a G make? Grr. Mm-hmm. And then there was a part two. And I'm telling you, that is the simplest. It did not take, you know what? This is amazing. It did not take a nationally board certified teacher who had passed the praxis and been that? through four years of education school to teach a child that this is the, le- the sound that this letter makes. Then the next one, there was a part two. And that's probably what puts it out of everybody's price range, part two. 
Um, it was called, uh, what was his Letter Factory, and the other one was the word. Word, the word Something. And this was a machine. I may have it backwards, but th- in this place, they would take some of those letters and make them beside each other and put them together. Like words? Yeah, and you would get like, go, oh, go. <laughs> and it was amazing, <laughs> but, it, but it worked. I think you're mm-hmm. on to something here. It was a great idea. I don't know. I was thinking, because I thought about it a lot, sounds with letters, and I thought, you know, I'm, I was thinking about calling it phonics. <laughs> and I was just kind of going back to the Phoenicians and the phonetic alphabet, and I thought learning how to read based on the sounds of letters, and I made it up. I've got it patented and trademarked. I was thinking about calling it phonics, and it's new. And I tried to shop it out to the <laughs> colleges of education, and they said, no. We're busy talking about oppressors <laughs> and um, inclusion. diversity, yeah. inclusion, climate change. Yeah. Um, we would much rather teach about if you take a steak knife, you can remove body parts in case they were inaccurately put on you by God or evolution. <laughs> so let's go out to, uh, speaking of oppressors, let's go to Kilroy the Oppressor. Welcome to the program, Mr. Oppressor. How we doing, everybody? Allison, I'm, I'm, just feeling, I'm just feeling oppressed. What I'm feeling. And, and the, Allison, Amy Best, are the dudes of democracy, is what, what I'm going to call you. <laughs> well, I like different. that. You asked for different. Yeah, I don't, I don't get to call too much. Uh, I'm too busy out here uh, oppressing people uh, between my uh, three jobs and uh, taking care of the kiddos and all that, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I always, I'm always listening. I always enjoy the show. Um, feel like you guys are my friends because I'm talking back to the radio all the time. I'm hanging out all day. <laughs> Yelling at Scott. And yeah. And uh, y'all, y'all, y'all come down to Bomb Howers again and, and have, a, have a beer with us. That's a good uh, idea. We do okay. need to do that. We do. That. We do. We do. I, got, I got to meet uh, Randall on uh, Wednesday night at a little uh, campaign party we were having. Oh, oh, but, uh, okay. You and Randall in the same room. Hmm. That's a lot of oppression. Oh, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> But um, yeah. I, I was hoping y'all could help me out with something. So, what do you, what do you call someone who runs an empire? An oligarch. An emperor. An, an emperor. emperor. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. What do you call someone who runs a kingdom? A king. A king. I'm doing so good. What do you call the person running the country? A dictator. Get that button ready. Uh, uh, you can't say that. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I don't get it. At least in 2024. Uh, thank yeah. you, Kilroy the oppressor. Right. Go, go oppress some yeah. people. Yeah. Go, go tell the ladies off air. I will. <laughs> they will find it very amusing. Running a country. We'll, we'll do that later. Red Top, welcome to the program. I think Red Top's a super impressive. Trixie and Dixie don't understand. Yeah, we don't. I Red am top. the oppressor from hell. <laughs> you meet um, all the check. You meet all the criteria, buddy. I'm so deep in that. I'm I'm the middle of the damn bullseye. I'm so white <laughs> that uh, when I started wearing short pants in the summer, in the spring, my uh, black friend put his hand over his eyes and said, "Damn, that hurts." <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, I went to. Camp- Oh, no. Oh, we lost Aww. him. Oh, that's no good. He was just he was, about to get angry. He was on a roll. We Dang. lost him, Sky. We Is Miss Love we, out we're there? Having, we got some funny weather going on. I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll get him funny. We'll get funny. Do we still have Miss Love? Yeah, she she looks like she's just there. Let's, Let's find talk to Miss Love. Because it's almost a weekend, and Miss Love always grounds me 
and gives me a positive mm. outlook for the weekend. Hey, Miss Love, how are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Good doing morning. Good. How are you? I hope y'all have a lot of godly fun this weekend. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's so many people think Christians don't have godly fun. Mm. Okay, I hope y'all have some. I plan on having some. What are Let you going to do? I don't know yet. I'm praying just, about You're going to be it. spontaneous. I love just it. Just flies Loves by just, the seat of her pants. Just going with life. I'm praying mm-hmm. about it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You don't. You are awesome. Just the way you are. You don't you're, you're talking to me, right, Miss Love? <laughs> huh? You're talking to me, Scott? <laughs> I'm talking to everybody out there. Oh, okay. You don't need a personal shopper or a makeup artist. You don't need a lost life coach or a plastic surgeon. Imperfections are perfection. And you yes, don't ma'am. need any fixing. Why? Redo the real you. You are one hundred percent wonderful already. You yes, are ma'am. a masterpiece. Everybody has a godly fun this weekend. Thank you, thank you, Miss Love. God bless you. I mean, she wasn't talking to you, um, Trixie. Trixie. You know, I there. She. Uh, but, uh, well. Everything she was naming, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) okay, I get rid of her, I get rid of him. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to Sam from Pike County. Sam, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, gang, thanks for taking my call. I'll be brief. Um, I was listening to the show, of course, and uh, just, I had this memory from first grade, y'all. And I this, this this could factor in. Um, there were several reading groups. Uh, I didn't start off in the first reading group. I knew I was smarter than all those other little brats in first grade, but I had to work for it. it was shaming. That's what I'm saying. There was, I had to want it. I had, uh, when I was learning to read and well, you know what I'm saying? In first grade and mm-hmm. uh, see Dick run and all that. But I just remember, uh, I was upset that I wasn't in the first reading group and it just, um, anyway, anyways, but they just, but we were, they, 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 the, the, there was a push in the class itself. You know, everybody reinforced the idea to, to read to get better. And I just, right. that's all I had, man. It, 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 so it was motivating it, I, for you. You wanted to be in that first group. It wasn't oppressive. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, I'm as smart as them and I can get there. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and you could feel it. There was a class-wide effort. You know, everyone in there wants, at least that was my perception at the time. We all yeah, wanted but, to read. But, but Sam... Yeah. You went to an oppressive school, though. Like, they were training oppressors. Oh, man. You know, I went to (laughs) Montgomery Public School on the south south, Seth Johnson. And Mm -hmm. we were well integrated and and, uh, didn't... uh, I mean, because that that was during the time... Our first year, in first grade, we were still praying in school. We stopped praying in second grade. Oh, man. Hey, we got to go, Sam. Okay, gang, listen. Love y'all. Talk to you later, okay? See you. We'll be back. Really? Are oh, we're we good, Sky. Okay. Oh. Sky was worried. Sorry. We have you one little fact to say. Either you take it up ventriloquism or something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I don't mash the buttons, but this time I was holding it down because there was there were factoids coming across the table. Sorry. Oh, we have breaking we, news? Well, no, for two days we... Uh, um, 
Trixie. Dixie yeah. has wanted to do Nikki Haley. Talk about apart. Nikki Haley. Uh, uh, Dixie and Trixie. There's okay. a way to remember. Okay, how? Dixie is Italian. Oh, so it's, oh, there's okay. a real weird. Dixie has dark hair. There's a twist Di with Dixie. Dixie, Dixie has Dixie, dark Dixie hair. Dixie dark. It's not helping. Mm -hmm. okay. That's well, Dixie dark hair. And then Trixie. With all her Botox, is more likely to look like you know the ah, duck lips she's girl blonde who's and like ditzy. I can yeah, work with that. Okay. That's how you remember. I got it now. Okay. So, okay. Thank, you. thank you. The ironic name, mm -hmm. you know, that I have is Trixie's more likely to slide into, um, you know, what the original independent woman mentality, that that sort of thing. Straighten you out. Yeah. I should have never. I don't know. Aren't you not supposed to tell the world about your? Everything. Botox. No, it's not. Botox like, is our friend. It's like a confessional thing. It's good. I don't know. I figure if you're going to do it, like, just say it. Just, just do, do it. it. Don't, don't anyway. pretend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a good job because you're, like, you're not like you're not you like Nancy Pelosi. You look when great. When y'all come in and you're like stretched back and your ears well, are touching in the look, back. And here's then the thing. Know. You're either going to spend thousands of dollars on all the face creams, skin creams, and right. whatever... Or you're just going to go get it handled and use Vaseline because that's what works. Really? Yeah. It's really shady, Wait though. Minute, I'm, I go I'm, to I'm, a I'm, house I'm, and Vaseline I'm, is the ultimate all-time olive oil, Vaseline, castor really? oil. It's what people have always used for moisturized skin. Really? Always. It yeah. doesn't clog you up? Mm-mm. Doesn't, no. doesn't like cause any acne mm -mm. or anything like that? Mm -mm. And I had I had to take Accutane. I had a horrible really? skin through college. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a little expertise on uh, the whole... Uh, the old B Botox thing over here. That I got no problem with Botox. Okay. I got no problem with Botox. <laughs> I had a friend just text me and say, I love my Botox time. Yeah, I, I am not Those ashamed. six weeks, I'm feeling Absolutely it, girl. Absolutely not Woo! ashamed. No, but seriously, we got to get our billboard photo in before it wears off. No, but it's, here, let me text Frank right now. There's an Literally. expiration date on my co-host. I'm, I'm understanding here. Trixie just kind of <laughs> withers away. She starts melting down. I'm melting. I'm melting. Let's go to Robert while y'all are uh, doing that. Robert, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hi, guys. Good Friday. Thank you. Good Friday. Happy Friday yeah. to you. Yeah. But uh, you touched on something earlier. A degree is a piece of paper telling the, the potential employee employer that you are willing to sacrifice, spend the necessary time to get a job completed. That's what a, deg a degree really tells the employee. All yeah, right. yeah. Say that, right. Now, the state can say this. Let's take these qualified teachers out of the first grade, move them up the line, where they can start preparing the child for early education within the third grade, and let's go back to first grade and get people that have went to two-year college for a two-year institution, or uh, somebody that just come out of high school with a 4.1 that is capable of teaching phonics, because that's all first grade is, hooked on phonics. Yep. Uh, well, and the, 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 the fly in the ointment there, Robert, is you know that, I know that, but the educrats, the education bureaucracy, apparently doesn't get that. Right, so we're paying thousand dollars for a first grade teacher, which she could be up the line, really preparing our students to go on to a higher grade, or we could be at the first grade with just somebody coming out of one of our two-year institutions, like George Lurley Waters Institution, and let them teach first grade at a lower pay scale, at $25,000, you coming straight out of a, that's a good job. You coming straight out of high school. You got that right. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate you, buddy. Great stuff. You know what? Right. Solution. That's a solution, Robert. solutions. Yes. I remember when 
Charles the first to do any Clark. We're not going to get you today. Remember when I was telling the story about how our school system was derailed by the numbskull federal judge? Mm -hmm. One of the things that we had talked about, and I talked about the people who were with the people who were supposed to run it if right. it ever started, right. was having senior citizens come and basically do a hey, it's it's a it's all hands on deck. It's a trauma unit for let's identify all the kids who can't read as well as they should. And let these older folks come in and actually invest time reading with little kids. Eh, we don't Sounds need that. Sounds like you just need. We got the system. We got the Letter Factory and Dick and Jane and engaged parents and, and parents. some older folks to help. Yep, we well, solved it, you know, guys. But we were way too racist for that. We'll try to be back on Monday. See y'all. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.